Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free digital bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today. All right, everybody, this is PWZ on WON Sports. We have the new BST World Heavyweight Champion. Look at that beautiful belt there, Bobby Buffet with us. This is Rick Del Santo here. De Villa is, of course, here with us as well as always. Bobby, what's going on? Hey, I'm living a life right now. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be holding this. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Good, good. It's 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 almost weird to see after all this time, you know, a new champion amongst us. Normally, it'd be a guy like Lucas Chase holding that fifteen pounds of gold, but not now, not today. Your new reigning, defending BST heavyweight champion of the world, Bobby Motherflower buffet hey bobby how are you today that intro was amazing first of all i just want to say if i could be announced like that every single time i went to the ring hey icing on a cake you got to talk to a few people i may know a guy that may would help you out there you know what i'm saying yeah but there's a key word I, I like that you said in there you said world champion your boy is ready to defend this title anywhere and everywhere Absolutely. Rick, you hear this? Any and I'm, everywhere. That's, He's already, that is a champion. That's a true champion right there that's uh, the, willing yeah. to do that. What was it? The night after you won the title, you were out there flaunting that in Mark Henry's face, Kevin Nash face, Farouk face, Robbie and Dan face. I'm the champion. Yeah. That was Bobby, the night after he won it. Well, let's talk about this. The same night I won it. Right? Yeah. As soon as I left hand in Connecticut... First thing I did, I went to Burger King, right? Burger King. And then that ticket where they they say, put your name. I put BST champion. You know what I'm saying? So everybody understands that I'm on top of the world now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to let anyone forget it. This is a huge milestone right here. Top of the world. Nice, nice, nice. Like you said, the next day, and I'm sorry to cut you off, the next day, Super crazy was eyeing me down. I'm not going to lie. He seemed like he wanted parts, and I was ready to give it to him. That would be something I'd love to see. Harry, maybe that title can be defended uh, any and everywhere. Yeah. You should make that happen. I'm ready. Let's get into a little bit of uh, your career before we start talking about BST and your title victory. You trained, obviously, at one of the most prestigious and historic wrestling schools in the entire world, former um, 
you know, formerly run by the pretty boy Larry Sharp, the Monster Factory now by run by Danny Cage. Tell me how this whole thing came about. Yeah, I mean, I've been interested in wrestling since I was a kid, and it's always been like the thing I wanted to do. You know how, like, you know, what you have planned and how it happens is always different. Um, like I, I, I assumed that I was gonna, you know, go to high school, go to college, and save up money, and then start wrestling school afterwards. But I ended up starting when I was nineteen, like uh, straight uh, straight out of high school. I was playing semi pro football for like a year, and wow. then you know it just didn't really stick. I like, I, like I was always good at football, <clears throat> but like I didn't really care about it that much. You know, like I always wanted wrestling, and it just wasn't fulfilling for me. So, um, like literally one day I'm chilling, I'm on Twitter. And uh, I'm a I'm an Eagles fan because I'm from this area, and uh, uh, obviously Dan is too. So I'm I'm talking to like an Eagles player on Twitter, and then I saw like Danny Cage respond to it, and I'm like, damn! I was like, yo, you the owner, you the owner of Monster Factory? Like, I need to get there one day. I'm gonna be there. He's like, what's stopping? Like, why don't you come today? I'm like, damn! I, I really don't have a reason why I can't come today. So like, you got called I- out. He called me out on Twitter, so you know I had to answer it. You know what I'm saying? So I go instantly from that moment, changed my life. Like, you know what I mean? As soon as I walked in the building, I'm like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. It's like one of those moments where you find your purpose. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. It's known for training some of the most uh, famous wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling from Pretty Boy Larry Sharp to Danny Cage. Like, even today, like some of the most famous wrestlers that are on TV currently. Yeah, like absolutely. Um, like I remember when I first started there, like Damian Priest, who you guys know him as now. Yeah, he was like he was coaching me from the beginning, like my first year. Uh, being privileged to be under learning trees like that, you know what I'm saying? Like my first year, I got to learn from Gerald Briscoe. It's wow. crazy. <laughs> like, um, we got I got to train with Ricky Reyes for the first three years Ooh. of my career. That's crazy. Like that's that's something that like. A good percentage of people who aren't like in the developmental territories, like OVW or you know, what I'm saying like like the performance center, like nobody else could really say like famous names like that on a consistent basis. Like this is like mm-hmm. an every week thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm training out under these people. It was amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the... Go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say the Monster Factory just has that that. Big ass repertoire, you know what I'm saying? Like Matt Riddle, you got Godfather, you got D'Lo, you got, you know what I'm saying? Big Show, you got Sheamus, you got all, like I could go literally for days, keep going. Every person that you've named in that quick little five, six person list has held a WWE championship of one sort or another. And think about that. There's a lot of schools out there. Storm Wrestling Academy. Uh, Team 3D, Dojo, uh, the Chikara Dojo, or what it is now. Wrestle Factory. Uh, under Drew Galaxy, the Wrestle Factory, exactly. Uh, you know, all these, like, schools and dojos, I don't know if there's anyone like the Monster Factory that have the lineage, as far as the students goes, with the championships of today. Absolutely. Uh, like, um... God, I'm sorry to keep cutting you off. No, 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 you're good. You're good. I was gonna say the best part about that is that like Dan, Danny is not like a coach that like you know had had that rub from the business 
to get people in the door. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. he's all organic. He's never made it. He's never been signed. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he was a wrestler. He was trying to be like what we are now. You know what I'm right. saying? And 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 the fact that someone like him is able to push like all of us past like you know like our wildest dreams is like insane. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look at this name of this the list of names going, and I'm going back through some of the original Monster Factory guys. Balls Mahoney, Bam Bam Bigelow was trained there. Uh, yeah, who else here? I'm sorry, Chris Candido was came out of there. Sanjay Dutt, like Steve Macklin. You know, this the list is just insane. It's just insane. But um, go ahead, Harry. Pioneer Sanjay Dutt, pioneer yeah. the X Division. Absolutely. Uh, Steve Macklin, former Impact World Champion. Um, um, who were the other Bam Bam Bigelow? At uh, no, his credentials speak for themselves. Balls Mahoney, again, credentials speak for themselves. Who was the other one? It was Rock a Rock from Public Enemy? Was uh trained there? The Pitbulls, Godfather, Ten. Headbangers, King Kong Bundy came out of there. Na- you name it, yeah. just absolute legends of this industry came coming out of the school, and you are beginning to, if anything, etch your name on the wall with guys like that. Even before walking into BST, Monster Factory, the longest reigning heavyweight champion? Yes, yes, absolutely. And the best thing about, like, all piecing all that together and into one story, like, you know, knowing the lineage of the Monster Factory, what it stands for, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um it just kind of validates me in a sense where, you know, the Monster Factory Championship was my first title ever. You know what I mean? And, you know, for him to see in me that much or to, for him to have that much faith in me to carry this brand for that long, break the record on top of names who have held it. Like a lot of those names, necessarily yeah. the ones at WWE haven't had it, but like Steve Macklin had it, Matt Riddle yeah. had it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Damian Priest had it, Abyss had it, you know what I'm saying? And and and, and Who's who? it's the who's who title you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. for the fact that i was able to break all those records on my first time like you know my first ever title i learned developed so much but like you know what i'm saying it was just an honor yeah it's an honor tell me about um, the uh did you you know you were obviously a part of the app plus uh tv series the docuseries that yes. took part in that what was it like being a part of that series it was amazing um it's some of the funnest times of my life you know what I'm saying? But it was also a whole lot of pressure because that docuseries literally, it was highlighting my whole, almost my whole reign as a champion. Right. So like, like I was just saying, it was a whole lot of growth development mm-hmm. like during that stage, but also it was an immense sort of pressure because I can't mess up. Like I'm on camera and this is going to be something that's broadcast to millions of people worldwide. You know what feel, I'm saying? So do you feel like that helped get you like exposed like exposure, more exposure as like a professional wrestler and a performer, uh, the performer, Bobby Buffet. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But the, the the best part about that is that the Bobby Buffet that you see on the docuseries is, is not nowhere close to where the Bobby Buffet you see today is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I made it like a big point of mine that, you know, like when the docuseries came out, I want people to look at me and see how much of a difference there's been. You know what I mean? So I never like let off the gas pedal just because I knew I had this big thing, like a show going on. You know what I mean? That that like we we wrapped that up. 
in August 2022. Mm-hmm. And the things I've got to do from August 22 to where we're at now, September 2023, like, Whoa. you know what I'm saying? It's amazing. Right. Whoa, right. August 2022. Mm-hmm. So that would have been right around the time of your debut for BST. Absolutely. I huh. debuted literally the day after my birthday at Mega Clash. Yeah, in the sixth way. Yeah. And Mega Clash a year later. Look at us. Wow. Look That's crazy. The the growth. And uh, and I'm not even trying to be funny. I honestly didn't even kind of like put those things together. But a lot of things happened in that initial Mega Clash that kind of full circled itself into this year's Mega Clash. And all on accident. In what sense? Uh, so, uh, Lucas Chase. He won the title in the ladder match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe, if not at that, me- no, who do you have at Mega Clash? Yeah, it was that Mega Clash. Yeah, yeah it was. was okay, so match. yeah, perfect. So yeah, he wins the ladder match. And then subsequently, one year later at this Mega Clash, now, the person who debuted at last year's Mega Clash, the person who dethroned the champion. It's just like that triangle, aka yeah. full circle moment, like just all these things happening together. And, and it like thinking about it now, that's 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 a cool little stat right there. Absolutely. Uh, I always keep those type of moments like, you know, kind of etched in the beginning because it it kind of gives me insight for the future and, and everything I do that, like, you know, everything has its purpose. You know what I'm saying? Uh, two years ago, almost to the day, it wasn't like exactly, but two years to almost to the day that I won this title uh, was the first time I ever came to a BST event. And I, I just, you know, it was one of those things where I just hopped in my car and came down. It was the Yacht Club show, uh, the memorial for Big Jim. Oh. Okay. You know, and I, I didn't know most of you guys from like a can of paint. I knew the Haven because they came to the factory and we worked them. And then I went to PAPW and got to work them. You know what I'm saying? Um, Kind of like a, you know, you came to my house, I'll come to your house type thing. But then, you know what I'm saying? I came to that show and, you know, it was amazing from there, you know? I believe those PAPW shows that you're talking about were like the first time that I ever saw you in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they I, I believe you were the Monster Factory champion, so they were announcing you as such. I'm trying to remember who you were kind of like beefing with. I want to say it was the Battle Academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, at yeah. one point okay. did you meet Jay Haru? If I remember correctly, you defended the title against Jay Haru on the on an alley fights or some of it. it. Was, uh, one of... Yeah, it was the power play in Yes. June. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I just watched that video yesterday. Um yeah. I, I filmed it. It's on my on this channel here. Um mm. yeah, so I mean if there's one thing that's like Bobby Faye puts in the work. Like I would see you at PAPW events. And then if I just went to a show like the next day as a fan, you'd also be there like saying Northeast wrestling helping out as well. So that's mm-hmm. another thing that shows your dedication to the sport and the business of professional wrestling and what the sport means to you, and what you want to do in this sport. And you do. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. I mean, one of the biggest things, is, you know, one of the biggest things I've learned in life and this is before even wrestling is that, you know, uh, someone gave me this advice when I was working at Dairy Queen, literally a day before I got promoted to manager. And this was why I took those type of things in my head. 
uh, he saw me cleaning the floor. He's like, no. He's like, okay. He's like, you know what? I'm going to give you a piece of advice. I'm 47. I own a business. He's like, never be above the lowest job in your company. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, that's some okay. real some real uh, gems he's dropping there. Like, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't sound like too much, but it means a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Because it increases your value tenfold. So, um, <clears throat> like, I've always kept that in the back of my head. Literally, the next day I got promoted to a manager. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's kind of like one of those full circle things. And I mm-hmm. keep it in wrestling. I keep it in my head for wrestling, too. I'm always down to, you know, help with breakdowns, set up, whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? If, if I got to be there, that's going to be, like, you know, part of my paying it forward. You know what I'm saying? And um, Northeast Wrestling is somewhere that I'd really like to work. So just showing them that type of initiative is like, you know what I'm saying, key to getting there. Uh, yeah. And, you know, speaking of places where you'd like and some places that you actually currently are, even sporadically, um, you know, with this last year of growth that you've had, first as Monster Factory Champion, now as the new BST Champion, you've kind of been a little all over the place. You, you're, you're, uh, you got Venom Pro coming up soon um you're back in connecticut in november you're you got you've been to wrestling open as of late you've done a couple shows up there um what what's what's the next goal for you like out uh, besides northeast that you just spoke about like Mm -hmm. if you're you know okay i've done this done this done this Okay, so now let's try this, this, and this. What are the next three goals that you have in mind as far as Bobby Buffet and the uh, what is it, the All Eat uh, World Tour or something like that? The All Hungry World Tour, yes, hungry... sir. So t- tell me what's next in the Hungry World Tour. Definitely. I mean, like this year has been ridiculous. Like I've made over ten debuts um this year for different wrestling companies and you know i got to go international for the first time i got to go to canada uh twice you know what i'm saying and um it's it's been amazing i want to i want to go you know to the uk and wrestle you know Ooh. i've been in talks with i've been in talks with a couple of people in the uk you know just about making those making everything worth mm-hmm. it you know what i'm saying and um <clears throat> i definitely like to get into you know a couple of those promotions like the bigger ones like deadlock like limitless all those places and i'd also like to see myself on tv cuz that's the goal anyway you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah absolutely if i can get an opportunity to you know in front of the right person to show what i can do I think it's like literally like smooth sailing from there, you know. I think you got the perfect uh build move set kind of like look for that. I believe your you on TV would be instant money. Instant I, I, money. I believe so. I hope so. You know what I'm saying? This is this is something I've sacrificed a whole lot of time. Uh, a lot of, you know, family things for me and everybody knows how that goes. Like, it's not like I'm not the only person, but, you know, I just believe that there's a higher purpose for me. You know what I'm saying? I can I can feel I feel like I can do a lot in this business and, and, and bring a lot to this business that a lot of people have never seen before. OK, that being said, let's. Let's uh let's talk a little more on the personal side of things. Let's kind of walk a little bit away from the wrestling side. And let's talk about Bobby Buffet, the person. Um, 
you spoke about uh Dairy Queen and getting promoted, uh jobs like that. Uh what is what is a day in the life for Bobby Buffet? What uh, take wrestling out? Mm-hmm. It's just a normal day in Bobby Buffet's life. What are we looking at here? What do you, what are you doing? Uh you know, are you working anywhere? Like what's going on in Bobby Buffet's life? Yeah, I mean, my my life is literally <laughs> not not I want to say there's never a dull moment, you know, okay. uh, that's that's like the best way to put it. Um, it's hard to say without wrestling because wrestling is literally my life. And I train four days a week <laughs> as at the school. And okay. then, like, you know, when I'm not at the school, then it's always something else that has to do with wrestling. Gotcha. Um, but, but like if I was to cut wrestling completely out of the occasion, yeah, I do work. I work full time at McDonald's, uh, which I, you know, it, it's one of those things that just pays the bills. Hey. Um being around food, it kind of helps. It kind of helps me be, uh, it kind of helps me with being social because I have to interact mm-hmm. with so many people a day. Yeah. Um, you know, I like to, I like to chill. I like to spend time at home. I'm a big gamer, if you can't tell. Um, you know what I'm saying? Behind you. Yeah, you know yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. I'm a big I got gamer. You. I like collecting figures. I'm big into anime. Um, I'm big into music. You know, I make my own music. I made my theme song, you know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh wow, cool. That's cool. And uh just a lot of stuff like that, you know. I'm chill. I like to spend the time that I do have with, you know, the people I love and the family, like friends, family and stuff. So just from the conversation we're having, you're a very vibey person. You like to Absolutely. enjoy a good vibe. And I appreciate that. Uh Rick, you're laughing over there. I no, I get no right it's, corner. It was it was the way you put it. I was aiming it at, but you no, know. I, it was the way you put it. But I get what I get what you're saying, man. It's um, show, you know, very very <laughs> similar, yeah. very similar lifestyles. I'm very uh, very like like to enjoy the vibe type uh, atmosphere. Um, mm-hmm. You said you spoke on ten debuts over this last year. One obviously with us, one with CPW as well. What other places have you debuted in that you can talk about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I debuted at Venom uh, yep. Championship Wrestling. Like, we'll be again. I got to do Courage Pro Wrestling in Canada. You know, um, Wrestling Open was one of them. Uh, there's so many. Hold on, I gotta go to my gotta go to my thingy because I got I keep track of all the wrestling places. Like, Good. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you do. I started to make to a look list. back on those. I started to make a list once I uh. Once I realized that it was crazy, um, you hear all these people who, um, you know, they they'll they'll make up their match numbers and yeah. they're like, "Hey, I had this many matches. I've had like you know two hundred, mm-hmm. three hundred. I've had this many this year." And I realized I didn't have that many matches. Like I've I've been wrestling uh, for for four years, and I've only had one hundred and eighteen matches. Literally, just had my one hundred eighteenth match last night. Oh, yeah. Um, is that counting the pandemic? Because that was a like a three year break, basically. Um, I mean, my school was still open during the pandemic, but we weren't right. running shows. We started running shows again in twenty twenty one, literally the mm. beginning, okay. and and um, you know, it was kind of just like I like when I started, it was a weird time where I was still very very green right before the pandemic started. Like I did right, right yeah. before the pandemic, so like. You know, I I had to take that long break with with everyone else, and it wasn't until 2021 where I really started getting in the steam of wrestling, like you know, the full year and stuff. Right, right. Um, I got to 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I got to do Fight Life in Rhode Island. Um, oh, there really you go. Fun. Um, I got to do uh, Victory Pro Wrestling in New York. You know, um, I got to do... Where's all these places? See, him, he, he's such a busy man. He's been all over the place. He can't so even realize what places he debuted. I know. Well, you know, so um, one of my questions is, is, is so you, you said you made your Canadian debut. And, you know, yeah. Canada hey. is, a, like, the history in Canada is just tremendous history-wise, professional wrestling-wise. It's like, what was uh, what was it like for you to go uh, and, and wrestle in Canada and you know, I mean, it was, was your in your first experience there? I mean, you said you did, you wrestled there twice, correct? Is that what you mm-hmm, said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it like going um, up there? It was really, really cool. Like one of the best experiences I've ever had wrestling. Um, like honestly, wrestling was probably not even probably. It was definitely the first time as like you know, as a person, I got to venture out of my like hometown. Because before before I started wrestling, I've never left like my vicinity. You know what I mean? Right. I had no idea what the outside world was like, you know, past, past like what I was used to. Um, Canada was super, super fun. Um, it's beautiful out there. The people mm-hmm. are nice. You know what I'm saying? It was totally, I, I didn't know what I expected going into it, but, you know, it just like exceeded my expectations like tenfold. Um, like I said, the people were nice. The food was really, really good. It was slamming. Yeah, I can't even explain. Like, I, I paid $50 for a burger. That, that junk was good. And it had, and I got some poutine, too. That was amazing. $50 for a burger? I had to. It was, it was like, when I tell you, Rick, it was the best burger I've ever eaten in my life. Like, it justified that $50. We're going to I, I, have to go. I'm going to have to go. There. I will do it again. All right. Actually, it's just crazy, but okay. I know the Canadian the, the dollar different the dollar difference is uh you know the exchange rate. I don't know, if, but that's crazy. But okay, if, if it mean, was that good, listen, wow, yeah. Far be it from me to tell the man who has something called the Hungry World Tour when he tells me the burger is worth the fifty dollars, I might have oh, to yeah. take the trip and find out for myself. Trust the gut, but yeah, we could definitely you know take that saying? trip together. Absolutely. It was so, so good. It was a place called Hamburger, actually, too. It was like <laughs> very exquisite. <laughs> Way better than we got you a think. burger at a place called Hamburger. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's tell the gimmick here. Uh, so, okay. So, you, you again, longest reigning uh, Monster Factory champion. Uh, new BSD champion. You've wrestled for so many uh, uh, companies uh, over the last year. New companies is that. You've also wrestled uh, a slew of new people. Mm-hmm. Amongst those new people, and let's exclude Monster Factory because those are, I'm assuming, people you see on a regular basis. Out of the guys that you've wrestled in this last year, who was your toughest opponent? Mm. That's a good question. Um, I say it's always a fun. Uh, it's always fun when I feel like I have to uh, prepare. Like I prepare for all my matches, like 
before I go into, I will watch, I will study the heck out of people. Everything they do to see, like, you know, what we can do that will mesh very well together. Um, but I feel like a couple times where, like, I, I was in super preparation mode, definitely for Andy Brown. Mm-hmm. That was, like, one of the funnest matches I've ever had also, by the way. Um, he's awesome to work with. I would wrestle him a million times. Um, I got to wrestle Trey Lamar in, in Canada. That was a really good one. Um, okay. He's awesome. Um <clears throat> You know, I got to wrestle Max Caster, and even though it was short, it was pretty short. Like that was that was really really fun. That was at um, open, correct? Yeah, that was at open. Um, him, Desmond Cole, uh, Leo That's... Sparrow, all, all those matches were really really cool to have. Um, um, there's there's so many more off the top of my head. Those are like some of the some of the ones like that stick out really uh really heavily like. You know, um, it's on the tip of my tongue. On the tip of my tongue. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Lucas Chase, dude. Uh, yeah, that guy's a cannon. Uh, like, he's, uh, all right. he's I as much as I don't like the guy, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. He's, he's a really tough competitor. It, I'm it, not gonna hold. <laughs> let me not take anything away. Let me let me uh, separate a little bit. That guy is an unbelievable, unbelievable wrestler, and was a damn good champion both reigns uh but yeah uh you know you've got to wrestle some tv talent mm-hmm. you know it, you were going back to max caster here um like you said it was short but it comes with something at the end of the day you you get some new knowledge uh some new little trick to the trade maybe a little talk with max caster about how you can do things a little different, such and such, so and forth. Did you have that type of conversation? Or was it just a quick, let's just go out there and do the match, kid? You know, what? how was that experience as a whole? Um, It was really cool. I actually, like, I wish I would have got this uh, chance to talk to him more. But um, I actually seen him not too long ago at the Victory Pro Wrestling Show, mm-hmm. um, like a month ago. So we caught up and we talked about stuff, and he got to watch my match there, and we talked about it. So, like the good thing about it, it wasn't like a one and done type of opportunity. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying we built that connection where you know I feel like I could reach out to him. And I, I, I figure I do that with anyone who has more experience than me, even people with less experience, because if they, uh, you know, it's easy for other people to see things you don't, and um. You know, although, like, I'm always open to getting better. Like, you know, anybody could provide a piece of the puzzle that I'm missing. I'll take I'll take criticism from anyone. One of the matches I want to ask you about now, of course, um, company I'm very familiar with, Coliseum Pro Wrestling. You had the chance to meet uh, Prince Ahmed. Uh, I don't that wasn't your first appearance there, I don't believe. But I think believe it was definitely his first appearance there. And you guys put on a a hell of a match if i do say so myself and thank you that was um i had the honor to play by play for that match so it was um a little something a little special for me as well um what was it like working with somebody like prince ahmed very interesting uh to say the least he's a cool guy um yeah. shoot you know i'll keep his shoe for this he's a really really cool guy um super nice um you know what I'm saying? And it was really cool to get some work with him because that was the first time I met him, mm-hmm. uh, literally like an hour before we went off. 
and we're calling this while we're getting dressed in the parking lot. That's that's what I love about the wrestling grind. We're literally getting dressed in the parking lot, calling this together. And we didn't know each other from a can of paint. There's nothing we could really go over, you know what I'm saying, beforehand to make sure, you know, like we're our our chemistry is right. Cause there's people who will like say, I know how to do this, but in reality they may not. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always that, like, that's why I love getting to places early so that if I can find, like, my opponent, maybe we can go over stuff in the ring so I can make sure I time it down to a T. Because if there's one thing I, like, I'm never, I'm not a spot monkey, but, like, I like to make sure that it doesn't come off weird. You know what I'm saying? I like to give fans yeah. the best product they 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 came for, they pay for. Um, <clears throat> but he was amazing. He was amazing. Um very underrated, I would say. Mm. Um, I know he's got to do a lot, and you know he's been a lot of places the past year, but very underrated. He's very, very talented. It was fun working with him. I think he also just recently, if I remember correctly, went up to Wrestling Open. Did he not? Yeah, yeah, he's been there a couple times. Yeah, he's been there a couple times. Right. That was that was actually where I that was where I seen him. I, I like I met him for two seconds you know what i'm saying like it was right. one of those hey he was there i had a match i don't think he did that night but then like the next time i seen him that was when we had our match so it was like first time i actually got to like get a taste of what he was doing you know what i'm saying for right. the ring. who would you say um now of course you said you were always a big wrestling with him but who would you say would be what influenced you as what wrestlers influenced you as a child? Everybody's got influences. Because I don't think we even touched that. Uh, like what what did you watch as a kid? Did you want to grow up watching WWF, WCW, uh, whatever, uh, local indie stuff? And what who in particular did you grasp onto as a fan? Uh this will this will change drastically like over the years. Mm-hmm. It was always like, you know, different fads. Um, like when I I grew up, like I started watching wrestling during the ruthless aggression era. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where I came from, and it was like you aggression. Know, yeah, my favorite wrestlers <laughs> were John Cena, DX, like you know the whole nine. Those were literally like those were those were always be my favorite wrestlers. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, yeah, John Cena, uh, they were amazing uh, during that era. Um, they just kind of paved the way. And as as I was getting older, I started to model, you know people that kind of look like me more, you know what I'm saying? People like Keith Lee is a big inspiration to me now. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> Walter is amazing. You know what I'm saying? But John Cena, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, they, they ingrained the, the an aspect that I feel like is lost nowadays. It's like storytelling without being hope. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like to make people feel things because that's why I got into wrestling because right. they made me feel something. You know what I'm saying? I want to make the crowd feel something every time I wrestle. It inspired me. I like that uh, sitting at the edge of your seat kind of drama when you're watching yeah. wrestling in the ring. And a lot of that seems to be lost in the modern era. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, like I was saying, I feel like a lot of people forget forget like why they why they liked wrestling. I feel like if I can keep that. You know what I'm saying? As a if I can keep that in the forefront of my memory, then I'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? But every and, and every and everything you do, you should be looking to pay it forward. So you can't remember why you get into something. You know what I'm saying? That's why everything has a why. And you guys already know I'm preaching to the choir, but yeah. That's that's like my that's my reasoning behind why I don't like I can be a spot monkey for a hundred years. I know a million moves, 
You know what I'm saying? But it's not always necessary to do those. Yeah. When I can I can make something simple be effective with the so with the storytelling behind it. You know, sometimes less is more. Absolutely. That's um, how I always look at professional wrestling. Uh when I describe it, less is more because it's you don't need to do five thousand super kicks or five thousand flips in order to get the crowd to pop. It's with the drama that the that the fans necessarily get into. Right. So I'm gonna Okay, it's a hot take here. A lot of people are, are, not are we gonna, gonna argue? We're gonna argue. No, no, we're not gonna argue. <laughs> we're gonna agree to disagree. Uh because I do I get what you both are saying with the whole like less is more, take your time, tell the story. Yes, I believe that's all based on the crowd. Feel the crowd. Because the crowd, and this goes for multiple different promotions. This isn't just a, like me speaking based off like BST or even like CPW or NEW or anything around here. This is just based off me being in the crowd and seeing the action. Uh, more or less the fan of me. It depends on where you're at. So, for example, uh, I'll use Beyond Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Beyond Wrestling is probably some of the best wrestling on the planet, period. No one's going to take that away. But they know their crowd. They know what the crowd wants. There's nights where the crowd literally just wants car crashes and, and front flips. That's just the crowd. You can do the less is more, but that crowd is not going to be engaged. Right. While on the other side of the spectrum, there are those nights where they're there for that pure wrestling, that less is more mentality, the grittiness, the, the, the ruggedness of a pure wrestling match. So I believe that it's, it's all about what your location is and filling out your crowd. No, like try a couple things. One, two. Okay, if that little thing caught the crowd, then maybe we're good with a pure wrestling match. You know, the the less stuff. You know, arm ringers and headlocks. But if I'm doing that stuff and the crowd is literally this, mm-hmm. <laughs> then maybe maybe ramp it up a little bit and see how they react to that. And then obviously you go from there. I believe that's. that's the difference between wrestling now and the wrestling back in the day even as far as maybe early 90s and no this is not trying to be funny Rick I can see you snickering in the corner I'm I'm older than both you guys you know so I get that I also have a different uh, flavor in what I like absolutely but Rick you know better than anyone we've we've talked at nauseam I'm a fan of the old school I grew up watching the late 80s, early 90s, Ric Flair's, Arn Anderson's, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's, Hulk Hogan's. I grew up on those wrestlers. So they are nights where, yeah, less is more for me. I enjoy a pure wrestling style. And there's nights where I want somebody to get smashed with a light tube. That's just, the type, you know, I wouldn't it's all, go that far, but I will sit there and I'll watch like it's a, a whole night of pro wrestling gorilla as opposed to watch. I don't put on deathmatch type stuff, but, you know, yes. as opposed to watching Flair and Steamboat, I'll sit there and go put on like pro wrestling gorilla if yeah. I'm in that kind of a mood. You know what I mean? Give me give me uh, Super Dragon versus 
Samoa Joe and have them beat the snot out of each other for 25 minutes. And then right. the next night, give me Ben Juan angle in a submission yeah. match. It's yeah. all it's all about the like what you're just in the mood to see. And to Rick's point, yes, Rick, you may not go that far, but there mm-hmm. are plenty of people who do. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, like the importance of knowing so many styles, being yes. able to incorporate that stuff, because you're absolutely right. The crowd, the crowd really it depends. It depends on the crowd. Um, and I think I think to that there's there's. One thing that will translate, I feel like, with every crowd is just telling a story. So you can you can tell a story doing a lot. You can tell a story doing a little. And, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I like doing a lot. Like, I like to show mm-hmm. people, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, as a big dude, I can do moonsaults. I can, I can integrate people. I can drop kick people. I can, you know what I'm saying, I can, I can jump over the rope. Like, you know what I'm saying, yeah. I can do all this. Um, but, like, you know what I'm saying, if, if I don't need to do it a million times, then I then won't. You don't. But if, yeah. but if I if I need to, then I will. <laughs> you know it's, all, I mean? it's all about filling that crowd. And you know, you talked about uh, you know, doing the front flips and stuff like that. You know, calling a spade a spade here. Uh, if I'm a brand new person sitting in a crowd and you're coming out to the ring, the last thing I'm expecting, and this is just by just by the nature of how the world is. Is for you to bust out a cartwheel in the middle of a front roll and then bust out with a tope out of nowhere. That's that, and that to me is like the coolest part about how much wrestling has evolved mm-hmm. since the 90s. Because, yeah, you had guys like you know, Bam Bam Bigelow, big guys who were doing moonsaults and insigaries way back in the early 90s, but they weren't doing it every single night right but now those types of of those types of studies those types of knowledge is now being bestowed on the newer guys like yourself and for those who don't know are going to see you and when you do it they're going to go oh shoot this guy can go go Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so you have that working with you as well and that's it for for that's like an instant pop, right? When you catch someone off guard based off the appearance. Oh, that's that's like my favorite thing. What was the that's date my... that 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 you won the belt? That you won that BST belt? September fifteenth. Well, I just came across a video that I'm looking through files here. September sixteenth, twenty twenty two. You also wrestled. Uh, Lucas Chase at an Empire Pro Wrestling event. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's that, which Full I filmed. Circle. Full circle. Tell me that's not that's awfully coincidental. That was one day, one year, and one day. Yeah, and and you know he was telling me afterwards. She, you know, saying that um, you know, I was the first opponent, so it just made sense that I'd be the last. You know, what I'm saying, and it, it, I love full circle moments like that. Um, you know, add more to the story. Yeah, absolutely. But to also add to what you were saying, Harry, it, it I I have the Monster Factory to thank for me being able to do all those crazy moves because just like you said, Bam Bam Bigelow used to do the cartwheels and the moonsaults. Like, you know, when I when I first started training, you know, what I'm saying Danny didn't care that I was three hundred pounds. We do drills that, like, you know, what I'm saying 
Um, you know, we do drills that you'd expect. Uh, you know, there's people who will be like, oh, okay, I'll skip. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you got to do a sunset flip. And it's like, uh, if you're 300 pounds, nobody's going to expect you to do that. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't care. You do it. Do it. Like, why can't you? Why wouldn't you try? You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's funny. Like, sometimes I'll go to, camp, I'll go to camps. I remember we went to a, a Tom Pritchard camp. <clears throat> it was like a super camp. Great person to learn from. Dr. We were Tom. Doing Dr. Tom is amazing. One of the best teachers I've ever gotten the privilege to learn under. And we were doing a five by five drill. Do you guys know what that is? No. It's you have to do five Irish whips, the person will reverse. Then you gotta do five drop down leaf frogs, and then you do five up and overs, right? Okay. Uh and you know, everybody reverses it. And we had to do it twice. Um and you know, it's my turn to go. He's like, Hey, hey, big fella, you wanna throw a clothesline instead of you know, doing a drop down leaf frog. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, no, I'm going to do the leaf frogs. Like he didn't know. Right. And I did like 10 in a row. He's so like, so perplexed. He's like, dang, you big like that. Moving like that. And I'm like, yeah. You know, Dr. Tom <laughs> Pritchard, you know, is not a, some slouch in the ring either. You know, that guy's that's an absolute legend. Yeah. At, there you go. There's that word. Uh, impressing a guy like that could go a long way for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so good on you for that. Um, okay, you brought up Lucas Chase. You brought up the year. Uh, let's talk about your future a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know there's guys. I know there's a list somewhere. Somewhere on your phone, somewhere in the ethos. There is a list of guys you want to wrestle. Don't matter where. They can be Japan. Mexico, Canada, Ethiopia, uh, Venezuela, uh, Chicago, doesn't matter. You got three people top of your head. Who do you want to wrestle if you had an unlimited budget? Unlimited budget? Don't matter. Okay. Number one would be Roman Reigns. Okay. And the reasoning behind that is just simple. Like, I, I... I've I've gotten the privilege to be world champion twice. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and I I figure, you know, like I got into wrestling to be the best. Why not go for the best of the best? You know what I'm saying? Just to, the head of the table versus the head of the buffet table. Bound to be a crazy clash right there. I'm just saying. Um, <clears throat> uh, definitely Roman Reigns, if I had an unlimited budget, uh, I would go Will Ospreay, one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. Obviously, we could have a freaking banger. I do no that doubt about it. On an absolute legend tier tear right now. He's on God mode right now. Yeah, he's about to do something that I don't see a lot of other people being able to do. And if he pulls it off this year, I think he goes down as the best wrestler of the modern era. In my opinion, he is. In my yeah. opinion, he is. Yeah. Um, and number three, I really, really want to wrestle Moose. Ooh, that dude's incredible. He's a that was a sleeper yeah. right there. Yeah, that yeah. I didn't expect to hear. But yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't um, expect. It went. It went. Roman, Osprey, Moose, and it was like, and I'm for <clears throat> all of it. I wasn't yeah. convinced on Moose initially, but then after a while, I just started really paying attention, and there was that that moment that clicked, and I was like, "Holy shit, this dude! I've been sleeping on this guy." And that now, I think he's like one of the most underrated wrestlers in in, in the business today. 
I was I was at Impact right before he dropped the title to uh, Josh Alexander, mm-hmm. and you know I've That'd gotten, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I've gotten to work like within the Impact system three times now, um, <clears throat> or gotten the privilege to be there at least, um, and every single time, you know, what I'm saying Moose kind of defies. Like, he's just like another one of me. He defies what you'd expect. And not because, like, you know what I'm saying, not because, you know what I'm saying, he's a big guy that can do crazy things. This man is literally uh, like a next, like like one of those once-in-a-generation type. And yeah. It's just the honest truth. He's amazing. He's a freak of nature. It, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. He just, he's been an impact. He's been an impact for a while. He started wait, his big push towards indie stardom was with ring of honor and i like i thought honestly as the fan seeing him for the first time i was like uh he's all right you know whatever and then over time he just won me over with the little things he was doing to progress his character and i think these last few years he's kind of just been knocking it out of the park Mm -hmm. uh and you know moose is a big dude Big, tall, somewhat lanky dude. You know, for him to to go as hard as he does, man. And he going if you really look, go back to like his beginning and his body, like the way his body was, and you compare it to yeah, Bobby knows what I'm talking it's, about. It's and, crazy different. Yo, he came he came with that football body night and day. Yeah, night and day as far as the wrestler goes. He's a lean machine now. Yeah. And yeah. he be doing he be doing moonsault fall away slams. It's crazy. That's that's insane. Like I don't like as someone who does moonsaults, imagining mm-hmm. doing a moonsault fall away slam is ridiculous. <laughs> um <laughs> all right, so now you've given me the unlimited budget. Let's do realistic in the next month. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Three guys who, mm-hmm. let's say, let's say you got a BST show, CPW show, and a wrestling open coming up, right? Okay. You don't mm-hmm. know your, you don't know your opponents. You're picking them. Who are you picking? Okay. Um, for BST, I'd probably say Ichiban. Ooh. I'd love oh. to say it. Yeah. Literally yeah. pro- the smoothest wrestler I've ever been in a ring with. Yeah. Um, but we didn't get to run him one on one. I would love to wrestle him one on one. I think I, I think we'd have a crazy banger. Um, <clears throat> um CPW. That's a tough one. Uh, I guess I gotta go for Hunter Tarka because he's a champ. I want it. Okay, you know so let me let me revise this a little bit. You don't necessarily have to specific can't say the word specifically. Exactly, you don't have to be specific to a company. I was oh, just, okay. u- I was just using those mm-hmm. as like, you know, those are places you've been to re- lately. Who mm-hmm. would you like? Let's say if you were to encounter somebody, who would you want to encounter in these shows? Like, so oh, BST, okay. it could be Ichiban, whatever. So, like, say CPW. If you wanted to be Hunter Tarka, yeah, Hunter Tarka is amazing. We could talk about Hunter for a while. Uh, but I don't want you to narrow it based on the company. I want you to narrow on the realism of being able to wrestle these guys. Okay. 
Okay. So I think the biggest challenges of uh like the biggest challenges it would it would seem to me, uh people that will force me to elevate. Ichiban, I definitely keep him there. Um <clears throat> I go Alec Price. I don't know if you Ooh, guys know him. The Price City. Oh god, yeah. That's, that's my a, big brother, yeah. man. And I, I that's my big brother. We developed a, a really nice working relationship. He's always open to giving me advice. I'd really like to wrestle him. Can I get four? Because I, I really have like you can get as many as you want. I can't Go like differentiate between the last two. So two people I really, really, really want to wrestle one on one. Desmond Cole. Okay. He's amazing. I got to be in the ring with him a couple times, but never one on one. And Big Bacon, Brad Hollister. Nice. He's- nice choice. Super yeah. talented, super underrated. I, I was supposed to wrestle him, but stuff happened, personal stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bobby Buffet, Big Bacon, it just writes itself. You know what Yo, I'm saying? That means, that's he, what I'm saying. That it's it's such an easy, easily marketable match. Easily, and he's he's awesome. I can't I can't lie. The all hungry Bobby Buffet wants all the bacon. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the tagline right there. Absolutely. Let's go. Bring it. Book it. I'll be down. He's amazing. Something to ponder for the He's future. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So uh, I've been kind of switching it up with ha- like a little like off topic stuff. Um, we're going to do word association with you. I'm going to give you a couple names. Uh, could be E. Uh, AW, WWE, New Japan could be Indies, could be close to home, could be Rick. Who knows? Um, but I'm gonna throw a couple things at you. First thing that comes to mind, okay? Okay. Uh, Lucas Chase. Ugly. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, Jasmine Cole. Bald. <laughs> okay. Kylon King. Loud. Wow. <laughs> but he's good, funny. That's, that's a I got. good one. That's a good one for Kylon. <laughs> he is a loud little boy. Um, Damien Priest. Scary. Matt Riddle. Vibey. Rick Del Santo. Funny. Oh, you got the funny. I'm funny. I'm funny. All right. <laughs> you're uh, one of those people who you see like, like you're you're so subtly funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, your facial uh, reactions and your <laughs> like what you do, kind of that like a lot of people don't catch. You're hilarious. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, I noticed. I noticed everything. I got you. <laughs> Andy Brown. Bestie. Ooh. Hmm. I want to give you a tough one. Chris Desmond. Underrated. Notorious Mimi. Underrated. Can I use the same word or should I use a different you can use whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever you, you want. want. Yeah. Travis Jacobs. Rival. I've wrestled this man like a hundred thousand times. Here's my first match ever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Leo Rush. Innovative. And I'll end with this. 
Mark Henry. Inspiration. Mm, good answer. Good answer. Um, Rick? I think uh, I'm good on this end. I'm good on this end. So I think we're going to wrap it up here. And I want yeah. to thank Bobby. Thank you so much for doing this uh, and coming on. It's about time, man, because I've known you for a couple of years now. And you're yeah. finally making your first appearance. And, you know, when you do get to that TV level, don't forget who we are. All right. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> the pleasure is mine. Yeah, I can't believe it took so long to actually happen. I'm not gonna <laughs> you, you see Rick trying to hang on your coattails. You're gonna need a job. You're gonna need an assistant somewhere somewhere down the road, you know. I'm gonna be Rick, I'm gonna be painfully honest with you here. Okay. All right. If he's gonna get an assistant, <laughs> you're looking at the man right here. <laughs> you feel me? I mean, he did put this on me. I'm not gonna no, can't say that out loud. What are you K-fade, doing? Kayfabe, brother. Kayfabe. I mean, come on. <laughs> wrestling is... Bobby, why don't you uh, tell everybody that's watching? Of course, this is Aaron Sunday, so anything going forward after that, uh, where are you going to be and, uh, and and where they can find you? Yeah, the 7th, the All Hungry World Tour gets to make another debut at the Ridgefield Park Mecca. Historic building. I can't wait. I might be defending this against Goldie, another fellow Apple TV uh, show star. Um, definitely check that out if you guys haven't. Uh, but 13th, I'm coming right back to Coliseum Pro Wrestling. Uh, 14th, I'll be around. There's a deadlock. I'll be a deadlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Um, <clears throat> there's, there's more. There's more. October is big, but I got to remember all that I have going on. Sometimes I don't write them down. This is why I need an assistant. So that job, that job will be open. I work yeah. cheap, just for the record. <laughs> hey, we gotta have, we gotta have like, we gotta have like assistant tryouts. How about that, brother, brother? Yeah, <laughs> you already know. I'll tra- listen. I'll travel. Yeah. Oh, look, that's that's important. <laughs> that's important. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rick's reaction sold it for me. I'm so I don't yeah. like to get off. Well, one of the things is, is and Harry probably knows this. I don't like to get off my couch once I'm there. So, you know, <laughs> I feel you. But sometimes <laughs> we just gotta make it work. I don't know. Listen, it, all hungry tour. We gotta go places, Rick. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. in my car. Yeah, Bobby tells me he's world. going somewhere. I'm getting in the car. You know. What I'm all saying? right. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> So I'm glad I didn't actually, for some reason, I, I must have skipped. I don't know if I didn't know that you were working the 13th on, uh, for Coliseum. So I'm glad to see that. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Oh, wait. You do have one more show that you haven't mentioned. You'll be at United by One. Absolutely. November 11th, get your tickets now. We already got Lucas Chase versus Fuego Del Sol. That's crazy, right? Now, did there's two crazy shows happening. No, United by one. We already talked about it. I don't want to get too much because up next, Rick's got a show October 13th. Coliseum Pro Nightmare on Main Nightmare. Street. On Nightmare Main Street, October 13th. There you go. And uh, you know, we're gonna be pushing this for the next couple of weeks up until then. And uh, there's gonna be a whole preview show. So uh coming up. So I'm real excited for uh for this to happen and uh obviously coliseum is uh the last year that they've been in existence has gotten a little bit of momentum coming and it's uh mm-hmm. each show is getting bigger each show is getting better uh 
the crowds are getting bigger. We're adding more chairs to the room. So got a crazy, that's exciting. Got a, got a crazy the main event. The way it's grown, I've I've been blessed to see how it's grown organically. Literally, I think I was at, I don't know if it was the first Coliseum, but on my birthday, I did a Coliseum Pro Wrestling show last year um, in the same same venue that I debuted at BST Mega Clash the next day. Yeah, um, that's was right. Wyatt, Possibly Wyatt. the six-man tag. Yeah, that was like the third show, I believe. That was the one show we did outside of West Haven in uh, Bridgeport, I remember. Right. So I think BST okay. ran the second, the next night as well. So, yes. Yeah. So that show, that show was the first time I did Coliseum. And I remember, like, the way the, way the crowd was then to how it is now, super huge jump you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's awesome to see it's been awesome to be a part of it and i i, I wish nothing but, but success for everybody on that team you know what i'm saying because they're all great guys like you nick hakeem you know what i'm saying they're all great so yeah yeah well <laughs> we're trying to make it something uh you know obviously there's tv now bobby buffet was on last week's television episode against the the match with prince ahmed and it was the television main event so uh you know, look forward to uh, this uh, coming show is a television taping. So. Wait, 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 wait. Pause. Let's let's just rewind real quick. Bobby said he wanted to be on TV, and you guys put him on TV. I don't. Sorry. I think that was the. I think that was the quickest. I wish I could do something ever in the history of ever because you. He literally spoke about it twenty something minutes ago. And you're like some back to the future stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's crazy. So you know the what? All hungry world tour, baby. Things are happening. Things are happening, and that just means more goals, bigger goals. We're just gonna keep on crushing that. I'm gonna keep go. on crushing it. Hungry, Bobby. Uh, this has been a pleasure. Socials. Yeah. What are your socials? Plug your stuff. Where are you at? Oh, absolutely. You you can follow me everywhere except for Instagram at Bobby Buffet MFBW. Somebody try to hack me. That's the only reason why I don't have it completely across the board. Instagram is real Bobby Buffet. Watch my show on Apple TV Plus. Yes. Check the podcast I did with Chris Jericho. You can check the podcast. That's I something did we didn't touch Rosa. on. That's we didn't touch on. I forgot about that. Did a podcast with Jericho. Not only that, I think I think right before that you did Busted Open as well. Right after, yeah. Thunder He's Rosa, a star. Greco, let's do it. Like yeah. He's a star. Out. Here's what we'll do. We'll cork this boop right there, and we'll save it for the run, the run back that right, we'll man. have. We'll plan it very, very soon. Um, Bobby, I will see you in October. It won't be for Coliseum Pro, Rick. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. I love you. Oh, I know you're not giving me no stuff. <laughs> um, but I am making my way out to Monster Factory in October. I will uh touch bases with you. So we can connect there. Um, again, Bobby Buffet, thank you so so much for being on the show this week. Absolutely. It is always, always an absolute pleasure to be in your radius. You know, in hey, some in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Rick, yeah, I'll see you next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna at least hear from me. I'm gonna harass you at least. But... Oh no, I know, I know, I'm gonna <laughs> right get and a early message as soon as we get off the air. <laughs> one of the things is i wake up earlier than everybody and forget everybody's sleeping so i you know between Dude. you and you and nick hear from me before your guys are actually awake, Bob, so this guy <laughs> jesus christ i don't I think w- you know i'm still drinking my coffee and i'm like i'll be waking up sometimes sleep? and i'll be like yo it is such and such in the morning why are you texting me my man <laughs> like geez. 
I'm just it doesn't register that. sometimes, feels... but you know. <laughs> so it's all good. It's all anyways, love. Bobby. Thank you so much, and I look forward to doing this again. Yeah, absolutely. There yeah. will be no. It, there's no looking forward. There will be a part two very very soon. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, Bob. I'm gonna call you in a little bit because I want to talk to you about something real quick. Uh, Rick, peace and love. I'll see you next week, guys. WZ fans, WON fans. Good night. Hi, this is Bob Smith. You might remember me from my years at Pro Wrestling Illustrated Magazine. Well, now I've started a brand new podcast called The Outdated Wrestling Hour. Yes, we're going to take a whimsical look back at the wrestling figures, stars, and trends from years gone by. We're talking 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and a whole lot more. There's going to be laughs. There's going to be fun. There's going to be action. You name it. Please tune in for The Outdated Wrestling Hour wherever you get your podcasts.